Hey, what's going on, guys? It's JC's Forecast, and we are back on the podcast for you guys today for Leafs Talk, episode number 55. Um, it's a big episode. Really, really good hockey game yesterday, and we, of course, are joined with my dad on the podcast. Dad, how are you today on this Friday? I'm doing wonderful. Hello, everyone. All right, Dad. So I think before, actually, we get into the game, we should talk about... I, I don't even know why this is even happening right now. Sheldon Keefe's comments in the media. Now, Sheldon Keefe, after that Arizona game, he called out the elite players. And you know what? He said something that I myself would have said the exact same thing. He said, the difference between us and Arizona is that we have elite players and our elite players didn't play like elite players. Now, let's start with that. Dad, is there anything that you think Sheldon Keefe said wrong here? Should he have made this statement in the media? Should he taken it privately? Is he at fault for making this statement is the first question I'm going to ask you. Look, you know, when when everything's going right and these guys are firing on all cylinders, you know, he's the first guy out there, you know, complimenting them and saying, yeah. you know, look, uh, there was absolutely nothing. I think, you know, you know, a question was asked and, and he, you know, he answered and he made a statement, I guess. Um, which I totally agree with. I mean, it was, you know, they've they've had a few horrible games, uh, you know, and 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 against teams that uh, you know they should should be it shouldn't even be close. Uh, and then, but the problem here is the the drawbacks of a corporate ownership. If if a single person owns this team, I bet you he does not have to take that you know that 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 step to say okay you know I I, I take it back or whatever he, he said. Um, but when you own by a corporation, uh, a whole bunch of things come into play, um, you know, and, and I think, you know, the, the people step in and, and obviously the coach had to, had to sort of, uh, you know, take the comments back or, or pull back a little bit and saying, you know, he shouldn't have said what he said. So, but uh, honestly, I, I totally agree with what he said and, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I wish he's just kind of stuck by it, uh, and, and gone, gone on from there completely agree and then you know he says the day the wednesday's practice before obviously the game i used some of the wrong words to try and describe what i was trying to describe that the difference in the game was that the difference in the game was that we weren't able to produce by no means was i meaning anything beyond that they didn't know what i was talking about which is a good thing at the same time important that they know where i was coming from and he said, I think it's fair to say offensively, we've ha- we haven't found a rhythm yet, whether it's five on five or the power play. We have a record setting regular season last year. It took some time to get to that point. So, you know, you do have that, but let's not settle on that. Let's be better than that. And Austin Matthews, you know, who didn't score against Arizona, he's, who's only had one goal, um, which wasn't even a shot. It was a tap in and it barely touched his stick. He said, I think sometimes things take time. I'm just trying to play my game out there, compete and let it come naturally. Um, I kind of understand how it works now. I think the conversations that happen behind closed doors without media and stuff go more generally, uh, beyond more generally discussed than having, you know, just harp on you guys. Um, and the Marner as well, who I think he took it a little bit more to heart. I would say Matthew seemingly like in the past doesn't really care about this kind of stuff, but he said, he explained to me what he meant to say and how it came out and everything like that. I'll leave it at that. We have closed doors for a reason and we have talks without you guys for a reason as in the media. We had that talk today. We understand we're grown men. And like, I, I just, you know, I'm kind of disappointed with how they handle this. If, if you're Matthews and Marner, 
how can you not see like how these comments aren't true? We lo- like the, the Leafs lost the Arizona Coyotes, and why couldn't they just go out there and say, you know what, Coach Sheldon Keith was right. We didn't play like how we should be playing. We're taking accountability for it. We're going to bounce back. Just be mature about it. Stop taking these weird routes. Even Sheldon Keith himself, I completely agree with you. Why did you have to take that statement back? Like, it makes us look like jokes. It, it makes, you know, those jokes about the Leafs management come into place again on, you know, on social media everywhere. I, I just don't understand. If you listen around to any reporter, anyone, they say the exact same thing. Why did you have to take the statement back? And why couldn't these players take accountability? Because they didn't play like how they should be playing. And like that, is there anything else you want to add on this whole like little song? I'm just glad that it's over. But, you know, Sheldon Keith, I, I still don't understand why he took his comments back. You were right. Like you were right in saying it. And instead of taking it back, you could have maybe said, you know what? They know it. Like these players, know they're better. They know they can be better. Why are you taking the comments back? And the players, too, should take accountability at the same time. Look, if Mitch Marner can go to the bank and cash a check that he's getting paid. He needs to, you know, be held responsible, hold himself responsible uh, for for this terrible start uh, that he's having to this season. This is he's playing with a guy that's supposed to score over sixty goals, and and he's got one tip in so far. Uh, you know, so you can't be taking those comments, uh, you know, from a coach to heart because. You know, you're, you're paid big money to perform, and when you don't, um, you know, th- this is what's going to happen. And then you got to kind of, you know, pick up your play and and, and, and prove yourself. So, uh, you know, but I, I totally agree with you. I'm very disappointed that he, he took the comments back. You know, yep. I think yep. I think he loses a little respect in the room. Yep. Uh, they figure they can go to whoever they, the players went to to say, hey, he was a little tough on us. And then, you know, they probably talk to him, Keith, and then, and, and, you know, then and this is where we are. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is now, but uh, hopefully moving forward, uh, you know, be a little different. Completely agree. And it, it almost makes it seem like the players are running the locker room. But, you know, we'll, we'll leave it on that. At least the saga is done. But now, you know, with Jake Muzzin, obviously, too, going down, he's a locker room leader. Um, he's taking a lot of accountability, but it looks like, He's going to be out for a minimum of seven days. But Elliot Friedman said, you know what, there's a possibility he may not even be playing this season. The Leafs are prepared for that. They're prepared for the worst possible outcome right now. And that being said, um, Derek, uh, Chris Johnson said that teams are interested in, in, in Jacob Chitron, but they want to see him healthy before making a deal. Um, as well, Darren Drager said the Canadians, the Senators, the Oilers, Canucks, and obviously the Leafs, six I'm sorry, five Canadian teams are in the market for a defenseman. Um, I'd love to see, you know, I think it's a strong possibility that he does come to Toronto. He had great things to say about them when he played them last year with the whole trade speculation. But with Jake Muzzin going down, expect the Leafs to pursue a defenseman in the likes of maybe a Jacob Chitrin or if they can find another right-handed shot, I think they should add to that blue line. Maybe a guy like John Klingberg, Dumba, you know, they've always had interest in Damon Severson. Gotta see how it plays out. Um, But I think the big the, the I saved the best for last. I think the big thing we want to talk about today is that boy Nick Robertson. Like Nick Robertson debut of the season. Not his Leafs not his Leafs debut, but debut for the season. Um what a game. He was absolutely flying. You could tell from the first puck job, first shift. I think Dad, you called it two a few minutes in. The way Robertson playing, he's scoring tonight. And he scores not one, but the overtime winner. Um, just a beautiful first goal 
power play was near ending. He gets in a beautiful opening spot just right in front of Scott Wedgwood. Beautiful wrist shot, snap shot, scores. Um, and then obviously that overtime winner, you know, it looks like he's about to get beat by Jamie Benn, who's six foot, who knows what, six foot four, five, um, absolute beast. Almost looked like he was beat, uh, the five foot ten Nick Robertson. He's, and he pokes it away, a pass to Rocket Richard winner, Austin Matthews. You guys know it, passes it right back, one-timer, OT winner. Um, I think the first thing we should say is, is how impressed were you, Dad, uh, with Nick Robertson? Because I, I'm, I was beyond impressed. Like, for him to score a goal, that was impressive. If he came out there, had a great game, you know, at least management made a mistake. The whole stuff about, you know, him being eligible for waivers and, and, and stuff like that. That's why he didn't make the roster. Even Nick Robertson talked about it. You know, he was a little bit upset, a little bit devastated that he didn't make the roster. It did hurt him a bit, but he's back. And he's never going back to the Marlins. I can guarantee you that. But, you know, lease management obviously made a mistake. I'm not sure why you'd have, like, I'm not sure why you have all 50 contracts. Why not have 48, 49 and give yourself one, two spots just in case something like this happens. But man, did he have a great game? And what are your first thoughts on Nick Robertson this season? You know, right from the puck drop, that line that he was on, um, you know, had chances. They were in, you know, they were in the other blue line uh, the whole game. Uh, and honestly, I, I mean, he did get the overtime winner for the second goal. He probably could have had, you know, one or two more even with the amount of chances. I think being his first game, I'm sure a little bit of nerves around the net. Um, yeah. uh, you know, otherwise, I, you know, you know, you'll see probably in the, in the next few games, he'll be finishing a lot more of those uh, than yeah. he did uh, in the first game, I guess. Uh, I, you know, as soon as I, I the first two shifts, I, I think... Uh, uh, you were upstairs, and when you came down, I told you right away. I said, "This guy's scoring gold for sure, sure yeah, today. Yeah. Uh, he's flying out there." Um, again, you know the Leafs. Uh, you know if, if someone's had a great preseason, yeah. you got to keep him up. Like uh, you know, I, I yep. could not believe that they sent him down because every preseason game, all you kept hearing was uh, Robertson, Robertson. You know, yeah. and 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 you you send this kid down. Um, you know, sometimes you know, your confidence, as you said, uh, but. Uh, you know, I'm glad that uh, that you know he, he's he's up again. Uh, and then I totally agree. I I don't think he's ever uh, planning to go back down. Yeah, and and you know he played an amazing amazing game. And you know that you saw his family in the crowd. He talked about his brother Jason. You know they're supposed to have dinner, but he, he came home late. He had that interview with Ellie Friedman. Um, but what a, what a game! You know you saw the excitement. I believe it was from his mom and and, and the other brother. Um, Absolute great game. You saw in the post game too. He saw the clip of his mom reacting to the goal. Nick Robertson is, is exactly what this team needed. This team has always struggled on you know that young talent. Right now with this core group, adding young talent and secondary scoring, and they've got both of those right now with Nick Robertson. He almost had three. He almost had a third goal after he scored the first. I believe I, I can't remember who it was, but it was a two on one. They passed the puck right across. He, he literally chipped it, but he just went over the net. He just tapped it in, but it was just wide. And he looked up into the rafters. You couldn't believe he missed it. But you know what? He made up for it for that beautiful one-timer. And you saw Matthews jump into him. Great, great celebration there. Um, just just a great game all around. But is there anything you want to add down on, on Nick Robertson before? I think we should talk about, obviously, that disallowed goal. But is there anything else you, you want to say about Nick Robertson's performance? Like, you know, I, I mean, I think the only thing that I wish they had done was put him with Matthews and Marner. Yep. Uh, 
because uh, they're really struggling. And then the the uh, Tavares line really, uh, well, you know, was was holding their own the, all, all all the other games. Mm-hmm. So I was a little taken back, and I'd love to see him with uh, with Matthews and and then yeah. Marner. Uh, but you know, he, he fit right in with the with with the Nylander and Tavares. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, and. Um... You know, a lot of things about this team is the lines. Matthews had a maintenance day for he. You know what? He's looked great. It's he's not scoring, but he is looking great on the ice. I, he's not getting the shots. The only thing is his shot is not like he's just not shooting the puck. I I don't think I've seen him have a legitimate, un, insane, dangerous chance in the slot. But you know, with this team and all these players that are performing, obviously stuff like that. I love to see. Nealand and Robertson on Matthews wings, like two players with great shots. You got Matthews, who is a great centerman, can shoot the puck, sixty goals. Like that would be amazing. Then put Marner and Bunting with JT. Like when Marner was with JT, JT had 45, 46, I think it's like forty-seven around their goals. Like why not go back to that tried out? But it looks like they're gonna stay with the same lines. Matthews had that maintenance day, um, but I mean, let, let's talk about. Man, that that disloved goal. I think let, let's let's talk about it. It almost looked like Sagan was going for it. Of course, it's Tyler Sagan scoring on the Leafs. I forgot to add that too. Um, it almost looks like he pushed Marner into it, but it, it like it, it kind of looked like like it's it could go either way. You can call this disloved goal either way. There was definitely contact, but it was mostly they said from Mitch Marner, so that's why it was allowed, uh, I guess, as a goal. But you saw Kyle Dubas's reaction there. Um, they got you can lip read him. But what were your thoughts on on that disloved goal? Uh, you know, I, I they took it back, and I think they should have taken it back. Uh, I, I totally agree. I think uh, you know uh, it was Marner that actually made contact. I don't think he he did touch him in the back, but it wasn't like a, a, a push, in my opinion, uh, where you know it would have hindered uh, you know. Uh, Santana's yeah. movement. So um, it's unfortunate that's, you know, two so far that have kind of gone uh, <laughs> against us yeah, <laughs> this yeah. year so far. So, um, but uh, I, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think it should have been, uh, it should, should have been a goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they got this one right. Um, it looked like it was mostly on Marner's part. It looks like I got it right, but, you know, fans, it can go either way. Stuff like this can go either way. And, and I think, the commentators got a spot on. You know what? The longer it took, Kyle Dubas is like, what's going on? What's going on? The longer it took, the more likely it is to be a goal. And and it was a goal. The Leafs still hold on. I still don't think they're playing their best hockey. Um, but they've got a game tomorrow. Wayne Simmons is back in the lineup for uh, Nick Abel-Kubel. Um, but, like, this, this move finally makes some sense. Because you know what the Jets did to us last year. They're dirty players. That you, there's a little rivalry going on between the two teams. Um, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Wayne, Wayne Simmons can do. Um, has he taken a step back? You know he's there for the physicality. That will be there. But I'm really, really looking forward to the game tomorrow. And, Dad, I think you would agree as, as well. Yeah, we, you know, I, even I think yesterday, I, I, I found that uh, they took a little few liberties with our players. Yeah, You, you yeah. do need that one person that... Uh, you know, if you're going to come in, come after Matthews or somebody, uh, you know, someone's going to be jumping over the board and you got to watch your back. So, but I think uh, you, you need that toughness. Uh, and, 
yeah, I'm glad they're bringing him in because uh, yeah, we we could, we could use some grit. Completely agree, and and you know you saw that little cross check to Matthews. He's drawn the most penalties throughout five games. He's tied in the in the league for the lead with uh, Gabriel Berlardi and Matthew Kachuk. But I, I agree, you need that physicality against a team also like uh, Winnipeg. You're gonna need that physicality there, and we're both looking forward to this game. Obviously, I'm hoping you know a big game out of Matthews. Get some goals in there. Get some really good high danger shots. Nick Robertson too. I, I hope you know he looks like a way different player than when he was first called up. Um, he's way more mature. He's way better with the puck. He's he had a complete complete game, and you know he's gonna have a lot of pressure obviously because this is the Leafs. Everyone everyone better not expect him to be the savior because he, that's not what his role is on the team. He's a fast. Hard shot, you know. Matthews gave him that credit for that for that shot. He's gonna have that secondary scoring for the team when it counts most. And what a game! Obviously, we can't stress that enough. What a game from Nick Robertson. But Dad, any last words today for the podcast? We've got obviously Saturday night hockey, um, Winnipeg and Toronto tomorrow, the first road game of the season or second. Well, second I, I just you know I I just want to uh, comment on the, on this uh, this Keith thing. Um, I think a lot, a lot of uh, you younger guys will uh, know him as as a host on the fan, but Gord Stalick, who for a little while was actually the GM of the Maple Leafs, yeah. uh, back in the day. Now he started, I think, you know, at 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 the gate collecting tickets and just kept moving up. Up, he started at a really young age and this camp, and then eventually became the GM. And uh, I, you know, and 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 then he resigned. Resigned because the ownership, uh, you know, he wanted to make a move. He wanted to, and and they would not approve anything. They said he wasn't allowed to decide on his own. You know, you got to run it by us first. Everything has to be this that, and he felt that you know this it's it's insulting. Yeah, and 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 he he chose to resign, and people were like going crazy because you know this is the he had always said this was his dream job yeah. to be the GM of the Leafs, and but you know pride. And I think this is something that, you know, you know, Keith needs to look at that, you know, what, at the end of the day, you know, it's just your pride. It's just that, you know, if you, you know, if you feel that this as the coach and you made those comments, stick by it. Uh, so, you know, it's a little disappointing, but uh, hopefully, you know, you know, yeah, he, he learned from this and then, uh, you know, things uh, move smoothly forward. Yeah. Like calling out players isn't a bad thing. Like these guys are the two of the best players in the world. You know what the team's been through. You know how they haven't performed sometimes in the playoffs. I, I don't see where he went wrong in doing this. And taking it back just makes us look very, very soft. Um, and with this Toronto media too, it doesn't help that it's Toronto media. Um, but I'm hoping that this Robertson amazing game is going to spark the team just like last year, Nylander, that OT winner against the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm hoping this is a spark that we need. Let's get back to winning ways, and, and I'm really, really looking forward to the game tomorrow. Simmons back to lineup. It's going to be a really physical game and a really, really good playoff hockey-style game tomorrow. Um, thank you guys for listening today. Go Leafs, go Leafs and Jets tomorrow. We will see you guys back for the Leafs Talk on Tuesday. Thank you for listening, and we will see you then. Thanks, guys.